Eight. Any last words? Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Welcome, everybody, to Chuck and Lou. We are here on Sunday evening, and, and we have one of our probably our best guests uh, to the date. We have Mr. Earl Austin Jr. Earl, how's it going? I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing today? We're doing fantastic. So obviously, we got Lou here. Lou, what'd you do this weekend? Scored a lot of basketball games. You were at Bar Mayo, I'm assuming. The yes. How many games did you do this weekend? Nine. And you said Big John fell today about while refing. Yes. So you just ate it. Yeah. I, ha- I mean, I had. I wish I would have gotten the video. Of it, oh, but just seeing a six-five guy that's you know two hundred eighty-five pounds fall down roughing a third-grade girls' basketball game is yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> oh man, but we have Earl here, and um, oh, you know this this weekend for me, I had um, we played Friday night, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. And then we had Eric Church concert last night with uh, a couple of families from St. Charles West, and it was a, a great time. And then we had Dart Ball today up at uh, our first sponsor, Tubby's Pub and Grub, where you can go and get the finest steaks of all up there at Tubby's and, uh, and also Bowl. And Dart Ball, if anybody doesn't know what it is, it's uh, you throw a dart and you can get a home run, a single, a double. I had no idea. I just watched oh, for a little that bit. that Dart Ball. Yeah, I, I didn't even know what yeah, it was. And then I go in there, I'm like, well, there's you know a bunch of 60-year-old dudes in there playing Dart Ball. So it was kind of entertaining to see. Um, but as we as we get going here, we'll do the normal. We'll have uh, West Side Talk. We'll talk a little bit, and then we'll get into in-season. And obviously, Earl here will help us with the uh, in-season talk. And then we'll get into some questions for Earl, and it's obviously going to revolve around, obviously, high school sports and what he's doing with his Earl Time update, and he'll talk about that in a little bit. But, Lou, why don't you tell us a little bit about some West Side Talk and our game versus Sumald East and uh, our wrestling outcome this this past week. West Side! That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Friday night, we hosted Fort Sumald East. Um, non-conference matchup. Just a, of, a tricky opponent. Yeah. I still don't know what kind of defense they play. They just run around. Yeah, kind of like St. Dominic. But St. Dominic's probably, I think, a little bit a little bit better at it. They're a little bit more solid. But Zumal East, at the same time, I still, you know, you scout them and you tell your guys. Earl, it was one of those games, you know, you put on the clipboard, um, you know, who, who's, who's guarding who to start the game? You put it down, your kids are watching it. And I picked up my, my board to draw a play with two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. I hadn't erased anything. <laughs> you just go down. It, it's like Roy Williams said when you're playing a team with a zone. The kids got to make plays. Yes, absolutely. You know, and, um, and we made enough plays. Uh, but kind of give us a rundown of the game, if you don't mind. Yeah, Luke. we we're up by 18 at halftime. We played pretty well in the first half. Came out shooting very well. We've done that quite a bit this year. Done very well. Which is the opposite of, of what last you said, year. Yeah. Opposite of last year, where we didn't start out well usually. But we this came year. out very boring last year all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we played pretty well. And then we were up by 10 entering the fourth quarter. It was, it was 33-15 at halftime, and then it was 42-32 entering the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter's going on. We got, well, I think we got our lead back up to 13. And Zumal, then what happened? Zumaldis drives down, gets a bucket plus the foul. And let's tell me about the first ever eight point possession by one guy. So Zumaldis gets the bucket plus the foul. So they go bucket bruise. So that's two, right? Plus a free throw. Three. And then technical. And the technical, obviously, you know, those are who were there was Josh Anderson. He actually. Threw the ball off the ground, like you know when you're in a pickup game and you're kind. Of, he he wasn't even involved in the play really, and you, you put the ball on the floor and you try to see if you can make it. Like he threw it off the ground and he almost made it. And the ref turned around and bangs him, and <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. And then tell us, he makes so, those two, three, three. Oh, at three, so because he had so the end one. gets the ball, so that's five points, and they get the ball. Shoots a three, bang. makes it eight points. So now and it was the York kid. Yeah, sophomore. He had all eight, and that was he had eight points in the game or ten. Ten. So he had eight and one possession. All in the fourth quarter, so eight and one possession. Man. You go home and tell your dad, how, how was the game? Well, I had eight points in one possession. Wow. <laughs> You're lying, kid. <laughs> you know, so we ended up coming out on top on that one. And, 56-49. Um, obviously, without Clark Henderson from from the issues that happened at the high game um, the previous week. And I, I thought our, I thought Brendan Sportsman really played well. Yeah, he had 12 points. 12, 12 points. And he's, like I said, you know, Clark's our engine, but then Brendan steps in, and he's just like an engine. I told the boys after the game, it's like when you're in the car and you're like, oh, crap, my engine goes. And you have another engine right there. You know, mm-hmm. most teams don't have that. And we have that. He's a, t- he's a you know football kid, tough kid, um, and helped us there. And then tell us about our wrestling. Our wrestling program had a, a great— Also, shout out to Darius to Carlos getting his first varsity time. His first time, and you know what? I told him to be ready because he can really guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I bet Hassan was pretty proud. I'm sure Hassan is proud. I, I don't know if it's good when Hassan is at games for the JV level, though, because Hassan, like, barks at him during the game, and then all of a sudden Darius thinks he's Michael Jordan sometimes. <laughs> yes. He gets him going a little bit. Yeah. Tyler Hash probably a little bit too. Tell us about the grappling that was going on. Uh, the so warehouse. we had GAC North Quad, Warrington, Winfield, West, and Hyde. St. Charles West hosted that on Wednesday night. Actually, I got to announce that 
on Warrior Vision on YouTube. It's got to be hard to announce wrestling. Second time I still don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, Landon, my son, was watching that, and he kept saying early, he goes, when, when do they get the chairs out and start hitting each other? With the <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Garagiola. Right. <laughs> and uh, West took the the first duels against Winfield and Warrington, so it's going to come down to West and High in the final Naturally. duel. Naturally. Of course. Yep. And uh, came down to the final match, the 113 weight class. And, and High had to get a pin, correct? To win. High had to get a pin to win. And a, I think a technical fall would have decided that. I, so they would have split the conference, but yeah, high needed pin technical went out fall. Right? What? Technical? Uh, over more than fifteen points in a match. Over more than fifteen points in a match. Gotcha. I'm really by more than fifteen. So the kid wrestling to one thirteen for St. Charles West is his first year of wrestling. Uh-huh. He's going up against the state qualifier from St. Charles High. Both sophomores. Right. And the high kid wins. I think nine to four. But, but no pin. No pin, so it was three points, team points for high, and West won by two points. And the Warriors come out victorious. Yep. It's been a couple of years, I think, since the Warriors have been on the winning side in the GAC. It's North been since 14-15. And as Mr. Martin, Craig Martin, the, the, the famous wrestling coach at West, has never He's never well. been on a staff that lost to St. Charles High. And this year he's back, and then this year they don't lose. So I think it's the Craig Martin effect. Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> so as we move on here, um, I'm going to get, you know, it's been a couple, probably four episodes since I went on a rant. And if anyone has been paying any attention to, um, you know, Cardinal baseball is, is a month away from spring training. And if anybody paid any attention, Chris Bryant went out and decided to say how awful uh, St. Louis was as a city. If, and him and Ryan Dempster uh, were in a little thing in Chicago, kind of like the uh, winter warm-up with the Cardinals. And um he kind of went off, you know, and said he would never play in St. Louis. And then Yachty, you know, um, well, John Brevius. Well, John Brevius, yeah, but the Yad father comes out and he's like, no, I'm not going to put up with this, you know, and he kind of blats at him. But here's me. So, John Brevius, Crimea River loser. But Chris Bryan is right. Okay, now let me just go on this little rant. So, uh, let's talk about when I was in college at SLU, you know, obviously uh, 2002 to 2006 into 2007, I was there a pretty long time, had to, had to do some work. Um, but, Baseball players are all the same, okay? They party. All baseball players party, and that's what they do. And when I was in college, we would always kind of go downtown, and you'd see where the Cardinals would hang out. And I'm not going to lie to you. The Cardinals would hang out at patios in the cooler where they would keep the beer cold. And I'm thinking, you know, that's so, it's just not cool. You know, I'm like, where do they hang out? What do they do? And you talk about St. Louis as a city, and they had Albert Boskies when I was growing up. Some of you out there know Albert Boskies uh, was pretty fun. But um, furthermore, so the Cards in 2006, this is kind of what I feel like Chris Bryant was saying. They win the World Series. I was fortunate enough to know the right people, and Jason Simon Tashi was a, was a Cardinal pitcher, and he played for the Birds, and he was a friend, a, a friend of a friend. So we go down, and the Cardinals win the World Series. And I'm saying this story because this is why Chris Bryant is right. Why I don't think any 26-year-old, 25-year-old, I'm talking about Machado and Harper, why they don't want to come to St. Louis. And why the 31-year-olds with families do. Okay, because they want to play in front of 40,000 when you're 31 and you got kids and you want to slow down. But the reason why you don't want to play when you're 26 is because the Cardinals win the World Series. And next thing you know, I'm at Lafayette's Pub hanging out with the Cardinals after they won the World Series. And the Weaver brothers are dancing. And next thing you know, the cops come and they kick us out. Okay, so next thing you know, I'm in a cab with Scott Rowland and Jim Edmonds. And this is a true story. And I'm thinking to myself, here I am, a 22-year-old kid in a cab going across the bridge. And and some of you probably know where we're headed. And (laughs) they won the World Series that day. And that's just not fun for a 26-year-old to be doing that. So, you know, and and like I said, I'm just saying for all the, the Cardinal fans out there, I would love to play for the Cardinals, but the Cardinals get guys like the Freezes and the Beltrons and the Berkmans and the Clarks and the Walkers and the Smoltz when they're in their career late because they have kids in a family and they don't really want to, they really don't want to party because in St. Louis, you know, if you get Pujols and you get those guys and then you have a really good coach like La Russa, you're going to win. But I mean, when you're talking about, you know, hanging out at, you know, once Harry's pub, for those of you who know, left downtown, um, but if really after a game you're looking forward to going to Maggie O's and dancing on carpet, um, that's not really a, a, a fun place. And I know Earl's a basketball guy, but Earl, what do you think about St. Louis in general? If you're a 26-year-old um, single male, is, is really coming to St. Louis and traveling to Milwaukee and Cincinnati on a regular basis somewhere you would want to play? I used to grow up in Milwaukee. <laughs> Cincinnati. Zach, sometimes we would say Cincinnati <laughs> when we play baseball there. I don't. I can't relate to being twenty six or what. That's you probably forgot over, what it was like. Yeah, yeah, that, that's 
28 years ago so now. you're like i don't even know what i was doing I don't, yeah yeah but, I was, yeah I, don't you know, that's, that's, I, I hear this stuff and i'm like we're not going to get harper you're not going to get machado you need to wait you're going to get guys like goldie like goldschmidt who's mm-hmm. 32 years old he's got a family he wants to win but at the same time i guess the moral of the story is um if you're hanging out with a 23 year old who went to slew that was an average 245 hitter on the night of your world series this isn't a place to hang out. Unless you're a really good partier. That's right. So that was kind of my rant tonight. Let's get started here with, with Earl. And Lou's going to get us started with talking about some, uh, obviously, some some high school basketball this week. Uh, start out St. Louis County. There's a big uh, showcase at Chaminade, or big, not showcase, but big game at Chaminade between them, the Red Devils and CVC. Came down to the final few seconds, and CBC won sixty to fifty nine. Were you there, Earl? No, I was. I was following. It. I watched it on the stream. I was at the, a tournament, at Parkway West. How good is the love kid? He's very good. He can really, really score. How is he as a kid? Is he a good kid? Good kid. Yeah. Works hard. Has really gotten better. Uh, uh, really uh, elevated last year right. as a sophomore. His breakout game about was 18. At West. His breakout game was again. Who did they play there? Webster. Webster at yeah. West, and he went off for 35 or so? 37. Yeah, that, was a, that was the last game, the sectional that was his playoff game, Boom. 37. And he took off from there. And then this summer, playing with Brad Beal Elite, really had some nice games, played well. And then at 17, he played 16s, but then he went to Vegas with the 17s. They called him up, and he had a couple of very nice games, and that really elevated his recruiting. So he's you know, got offers from a lot of different people. And no matter if it's baseball, basketball, or anything, if you get brought up, you know, and you mm-hmm. go off, yeah, that's 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 what gets your ticket going. That's I mean, all. That's it what takes. turns you from a three star to a to a four or five star. Yeah, EJ Liddell, the best player in our area, right. played in Jericho Hellum. Same thing. They both played 16 under. With the Eagles then, now Brad Beal Elite. Then 17, they uh, just play on that EYBL circuit, too. And uh, you play well. And all it takes is a a good weekend or a good week or a good game. Or two games. Or a couple, you know, or two or or four or five dominant minutes. Right. That's all it takes for a coach to write your name down with the program. And, I mean, Jericho Helms uh, from Chaminade last year. I was going to say, tell us a little about him. uh, I didn't think he would get this time that he's getting. Well, what happened was last year, going into, you know, you know, he played a real nice junior year, and then his senior year that summer, he played with Brad Beal Elite, and then it went to the Peach Jam, which in is the, Vegas, the best. Right? In, uh, this was in Augusta, Georgia. It's okay. the top grassroots right. tournament in the country. He went for almost thirty a night in there, five games, and he got to the Final Four. And his recruiting before then was like SIUE, Ohio University, kind of lower level Division right. One, good schools, but and lower in a matter level. of forty eight hours, a matter of forty eight hours, two or three games later, it was. Every SEC school, every ACC school. It's kind of like the kid from uh, yeah. the kid that's at Mizzou now, Smith, right? Yeah, Mark Smith. I mean, Mark Smith went from being a pitcher, yeah, to having an EY. You know, he played EYBL circuit and, and went off. Well, he went. We'll see what happened. Was he, he did, with Ramey or who did he play? He with played. He played with Ramey, uh, the Jets. Yes. Jets Ramey. But no, he like you said, he originally had uh, committed to Mizzou as a pitcher for right. baseball. And, and then, you know, Cal Perry's on his door. And we, then he decided that going into his senior year, I'm going to play basketball. Didn't he get hurt? I think. I think he got hurt. He did get hurt. Yeah, his shoulder hurt injury. his arm injury. But then he decided, I'm going to play play some basketball. So he, <laughs> so he, nice? so he decided not to play baseball. And then he had a good summer circuit. Uh-huh. He played with the Jets. And then there were schools like Oral Roberts was one of the first ones. Porter Mosier. And right. Northwest. And Sister, Jean. That, Sister Jean. Sister Loyola. So mid-major schools. But right. then his senior year at Edwardsville, that's when he started going for 35 every night. And Espinosa was there, right? 30 footers. Yeah, Epinesa. Epinesa. I say Espinosa. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> Iowa football. Played a great team. They went. Yeah. You know, they got to the super sectionals. It was a great team. But he my, goes from my cousin. So, so, but that's when everybody, everybody, when he started blowing up, like Ohio State, the right. Kansas's. My and cousin then played Duke against Duke. Started him. getting in. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. My know? cousin lives in Danville, Illinois. He played against uh, Danville Smith. Warriors. Uh, something like that. They uh-huh. played against them his senior year in the I think super sectionals. And or maybe in the round before, round they went before. For four, the one where Smith yeah, went for forty five, just yeah. ran him. Yeah, yeah. And then they lost. To, they lost to a great. I think it was Simeon and beat uh-huh. him in the supers. But yeah, that, that's all it takes. But that's he, crazy. His, his shooting range, yeah, he's showing it now. Yeah, he's one of the best three point shooters in the in the country. And we're not going to talk about Mizzou much because after last night, I watched that last two minutes and fifteen seconds, and I about just it's just Mizzou. It's just where they're at. I mean, if anybody watched that game last night, you know, it's just a up 14 with 2.15 left or something, and they end mm-hmm. up losing, and then the terrible call on Suggs late, and I don't even want to talk about it. It just disturbs me, and mm-hmm. kind of like Slew. Tell us about Slew yesterday. 
Well, we played uh, Davidson Big A ten game. Both of us are five and one in league right, play, and uh, we, you know, it was, it was a good game. Hard fought, low scoring game type of game we like to play. And right. came down to free throws. We they uh, John Axel Goodmanson knocked down two, but then uh, we brother, yeah, and we then we missed two at the end. Jordan Goodwin had a great game right. up until then, and uh, you know that's who we wanted. He was a great player. He made a good play. Just the free throws missed and one point loss. It was tough. And, and isn't know? that kind of how this conference is going to be? Everybody's just kind of mm-hmm. beat up. On each other, it is. It and really is. I really think it's probably going to be only a one or two. Yeah, because we really didn't have a lot. Of, we had a few. We had a couple good wins. Butler, Seton Hall, but the league as a whole, we really didn't hammer down non-conference right. like we normally did. And then the fact, and then there's no power team like Rhode Island last couple the of Houston years that them. runs away. Yeah, they Houston, needed that we one. We would have. It would have been very good. But like I say, everybody in the league is just going to be just a, beat up on each other. It's going to beat up on each other. We're all going to have five, six losses, yep. and, and uh, it's going to be tough. While it's good for the parity it's not it's, it's not gonna not get good. the billikens where they right. need to be yeah and they're gonna take you know they're talking about taking 10 teams from the big 10 yeah, and all these just, other conferences so uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard so it depends if somebody can run away and then that team doesn't win the tournament then, then that, that, to. that, that that's how you that's get max. to them. yeah, yeah. So, anyways, let's go down to uh, MICDS had a had a big win. I know we don't talk too much about MICDS in high school, but they went down to Blue they played Sullivan. We've been there. Yeah, we've been there. We've uh, we came out there a little scarred. And they, you know, that's a big win for them. And I'm sure the size at MICDS. I know they're young. They're young, but they're long. They're really uh, long. Yeah, I watched those guys. My two nephews played at Absolutely. MICDS. So I'm pretty familiar. Jack Pronger. Uh, six six sophomore had a very good game. He had like fifteen point sixteen rebounds. Wow, he's a good wing player. Can really shoot it. And he, some young kids. And inside, then they got a young man named Nick Roper. His older brother Matt played right. there. Uh, he had sixteen points, hit four threes. He's a six five sophomore wing right. player. Yeah, their big wing player inside is Aaron Hendricks, but he's been hurt. He's been yes. sick, so he's just coming back. You don't think he's in the lineup yet? He's six six. He's got a good future. Right. But their future is bright. Really you know, bright. They got a good freshman, Brandon Mitchell Day, uh-huh. about six three six. Four, I think he's already he started. He wears the glasses, right? Yeah, he's a good player. He's going to be good. You're going to hear a lot from them. Like I said, they're they're having a nice record, but they're having a lot of growing pains, right. as you would with a lot of young players. Well, it's players. one of those teams. You went, you beat Sullivan on the road, right. and they're going to lose to somebody next week, probably. And you're yeah. like, oh my gosh! But, uh, I but think they're young. They keep stay together and keep getting better. And like I said, they're all they got a lot of length, you right. know, and they're, they're all sophomores and, and one freshman. So they're all they're, 15 years old yeah, with length. And their their future is you know their future's bright. I wish I had that. <laughs> I got a bunch of seniors with no length, but they can shoot it a little bit. Uh, moving on, one of the questions I have for you is, you know, Coach Hollander's kind of, you know, close to us, obviously, with, with being at St. Charles West, and he's out at O'Fallon Christian, and uh, they have a really they have a really good team with some with some really good young kids. But my question to you is, um, how good would they be if they still had KJ Lee and Chevy from from CBC? They both left. Would they be possibly be outstanding? Knocking Chevy, on the door to maybe do some things. Chevy starting for CBC, right? And KJ hit twenty on Sykeston yesterday. That's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> six you know, threes, right? And that's so, a six four, and that's they, that's what they really don't have. Right. It's just they don't, you know, KJ. They don't have that knockdown, knockdown shooter, right? Which is what KJ is. And, uh, and you hope that. And then they're both sophomores, exactly. And then with the rest of the crew, so they could just cruise it on. You know, yeah. Coach Allender could, you know, at the same time. I still think they could make some noise here in the next yeah. year too with what they have. Yeah. But um. You know, I know talking to Coach, obviously, we talk all the time. He was disappointed with both those kids leaving. Yep. And it was just – and now that I look back on it and I see how the kind of year they're having, I mean, that, that is a huge – that's a state run if they have those two guys. Yeah, it depends on your bracket. If, right. You know, it's a state run if you don't have to run it in the Vachon yeah. or Cardinal Ritter Trinity. But right. still, they, they'd be competitive. For no years to come. For years to come. I mean, right. They're still in the mix. Kalen's – Tom Propound is the best rebounder in town. He, Kalen Black is 6'2", and he gets 14, 15 he's rebounds 14, 15, a game. Nine. And he's 6'1", 6'2". That's just amazing. You know, it's kind of cool to watch yeah. kids who know their role, but at the same time, yeah. that's a unique talent. Right. Christian Davis is going to be really good. I think Roddy's their best player now. He's right. tough, football, all that. But Christian's got a chance to really he's got to elevate. go to that next level. And that's level. the thing with that school. And, you, know, freshman, yeah. you would hope that. Yeah. Is the school going to have the name enough to keep those kids? You if know, they have I, success, I right. mean that's the thing. They got to the quarterfinals last year. Unfortunately, it, you lose two. And then two. kids leave. You know, yeah. it's, oh. but you know, cir- different. Who knows different circumstances? But right. if they can, like I say, if you make those runs, not only if you keep, you get other kids. Get other and I kids. think the Ori kids are good. I think they the are. freshman uh, RA Raynard can Rain really on. shoot it. Raynard can shoot it. Yep. It's just a matter of getting that varsity experience. So right. it's a, it's a good nucleus. It, it is. really is. So let's move on to Shamanad plays CBC. You know, if you talk about anybody in St. Louis, St. Charles, anybody, they're going to say, you know, who Shamanad got, who CBC. Yeah, and they played each other. Yes, they did. And how was that outcome? CBC won by one point. Caleb Love, we talked about earlier, hit a, about a 15-footer 
to win the game. Uh-huh. It, was, it was one of those Metro Catholic Conference slugfests between right. two rival schools. CBC was big for them because they got the season sweep over Chaminade. They won the earlier game at CBC pretty, you know, pretty double digits. But this one obviously came down to the to the last second. Chaminade's kind of retooling. They are. They've had some, had some things happen. Yeah, not only, out of their not only the graduation, but then you lose Ken right. Batchman, twenty five points a game. You lose a promising sophomore, Jonathan Dunn, who transfers that semester. So now you're kind of you changing going on, on there the fly. With that? Does anybody know? Who knows? Kids, I mean, folks are mobile. Parents are mobile. That's it, a great it, word to put it. I'll know, jump up and leave at any time. It, it, it happens. Whether it, they leave from school to school, a lot of them leave, maybe go to prep school. And, uh, and then two weeks later, they're playing for somebody else. Yeah, it, 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 that's, that's it, the sign that's of the times. At, that's where it? it, it's, it's where we're at. So it, it's, you know, Luke Kazuki, you know, he's had to step up and carry right. a bigger load. He's, he's doing well. He had 32 last night against Blue Valley at Northwest, a great team out of Kansas. Christian uh, that's right. They got, yeah, going to Kansas. He had 33, so it was a good shot. But one kid to look at, they got coming up, Terrace Reed Jr. He's a South freshman. Tell us about him. Six, seven, six, eight, already wow. uh, going to be a force to be reckoned with. Where did he come from? Is he a St. Louis kid? Uh, yeah, he's, I don't know exactly what, but but he joined the program. He's a freshman, and he's he's going to be very Could good. Could he be the next guy? Uh, for Chaminade, yeah. yeah. He, he really is. He's, he, he's he, Last week, I saw him against Alton in the tournament at Belleville East Championship game. He had 14-9 and nine uh-huh. and really was nice playing postgame. He's better. And, you know, Tyler Cook, who's Absolutely. a 1,000-point scorer for Iowa, yeah. at this stage, he's better than he was. He's better than Tyler at 14 years old as a freshman. Does he kind of, do you think he's going to fill out like him? Oh, God, if he does, I think so. Because he's, I mean, he's going to be taller. I mean, right. he's probably 6'8 now. Wow. And, he, you know, he could he gets a little taller and fills out just a little it bit. He could be over. Yeah, I mean, he could be good. Also, Julian Winfield's son, uh, Jaden, really... is a sophomore there. He's got a lot of Potential. He's getting a lot of minutes. That's awesome. And so they, Julian was a good dude. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. So his son's going to be good. Harrison Vickers is a nice junior player. So they got good players, but you're retooling on the fly Absolutely. against the schedule. I mean, that that's they're just playing insane. As well, I mean, as, their schedule might be better than Slew's. Yeah, it, it's hard. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about um, you know getting on this side of the river, closer to us. Is Zumwalt South that good? They're good. I mean. People realize they've had a great run the last uh, years and years 10, and years. 15 yeah, years. Yeah, he's done ago. a great job. He's he, qui- he quietly he had quiet, the most quiet two Final Four runs, back to back Final totally Four agree. runs for a team that in the state of Missouri to go I think back. If you with, still say with Coach jo- Fredell, they're probably cool. Yeah, with Josh McCoy and, right. and uh, Ortiz kid and that right. crew. And this kid, this team has an opportunity depending on the draw. Uh, they got to the Elite Eight last right. year, but they just ran smack in the Webster Groves, which was unfortunate for Obvious. them. Are, but, they, are they missing a point guard? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, none of the kid got hurt, but I'm, I'm saying, okay, yeah. even if he was well, still yeah. there. Well, yeah. Well, remember, you had Darius Thomas for four years right. starting. That's kind of where and the, that, the that, only weakness And that's they hard have. to replace. That's hard to replace. I think Judah Nunn has done a good job. He, right. he, he could score the ball a little bit. I think the one kid got hurt. He did. Or at Lindenwood, if I'm He bad. did. Yeah. He and, I don't, bad. and I know he got hurt. Yeah. He, it was hurt pretty bad, but yeah. I still think even if they had him, I yeah. think that's the one position. Yeah. I mean, you just. Like but you that's said, nitpicking. But yeah, but you're replacing a four year starter. But getting, you know, they got EJ and JJ are as good as. You know, a tough dynamic duo. They're high school duo. kids that every coach and would then, love to have. And then uh, I think Jake Patton is really—he was always a great glue guy. He was, but I think he's really picked up his scoring this uh-huh. year. And then Becca Brady gives you that size yep. inside. I think he's got a future. You know, when uh, EJ moves on next year, he's going to go that whole new level. He's going to—he's you know—if he play you know improves, I think he's going to become a force off bigger force offensively. Right. So he has a good program, and he's been doing the program for the so long. He's been yeah, doing it forever. He's been doing it for so long, and it's a program that you never really wanted to play. You know, they were yeah. zoned. For for so while, yeah. zone guys, and now mm-hmm. they're playing man. But, yeah, but they, you know, they just stay under the radar. They but, do. but like, but you don't want to play them. Yeah, but yeah, you'll you'll see you'll see them in March. Absolutely, absolutely. How good is Francis Howell? They're they're final four good. I think so. They're final four good. They got all the elements you that, need. We talk about the point guard. You check the yes. box. Yes, I mean dynamic four year starter point guard. Super quick, right? And can get get his guys involved. Right. Wing shooters. They got. Three or four of them. Obviously, uh, Schulte is a great athlete who can shoot the balls like right. a player six four. But Big Shark is the biggest one of the biggest matchup problems. Isn't in he kind of like Zumwalt South's team as far as mm-hmm. the kid being 
no one really knows about him. He yeah. can't score a thousand points as a junior. But he's a stretch four with a post game. There really, there really yeah. aren't too many guys like him because he's he he could be a dominant post player if he just stayed there. But he steps out and shoots threes he's and a, and the makeup of that team. And then you got Big Sam six nine Thompson, right. and then you got Schulte at six four who I talked about already. And then you got Simmons who's a nice wing player, physical football player. And then you got the two sophomores, Matt, you know, Max Sam and uh, Preston, yeah. who have really stepped into some nice roles. So they, That's they, one of those they teams have that elements. I think as an opposing coach, you watch film of them, and you're like, all right, who are we going to guard? You're like, mm-hmm. oh, we have no idea. You know, because their matchups are kind of issues. Mm-hmm. And then anytime you have a guard like they have yeah. that's fast, yeah. that can distribute, I think you're right. I think yeah. they're a Final Four they, team. They're, they're Final Four level. Like I said, I got to look at the bracket. See, you know, last year they, they ran the Chaminade. They right. ran the district and ran it. Howells, so. Walt South, and Liberty are all in the same district. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's a great district. The Liberty's 5A this year? Mm-hmm. They moved up. Oh, wow. That's and, a, and Zumi South? Mm-hmm. Man, are you serious? Man. That kind of stinks. Wow. Someone's not going to do that. That's the Because Liberty's the, tough. That's the three best, best probably On the three best teams right? in the county. Yeah. I mean, holy yeah. cow. I yeah. know that. That's a great job. Yeah. Holy what, district, what district? Class 5 district? 7. Man. Holy cow. Liberty's that's the big surprise to me. I've watched them. I didn't know they had twice. other guys that were that good. Now, that's the thing. I, I when. Even watching them at the MICDS tournament right. to watching them at the Parkway West tournament, those other guys have gotten better, better. better. The freshman point guard, Jaden Bedden, is he good? Is good. I didn't Quick. know they had a freshman yeah. point guard. Well, he he came up. He he started at MICDS, hit some big free throws when they beat Whitfield. But now he's playing a bigger role. But uh, the the Corey, what's the kid? Uh, Keller, Keller, athlete. Yeah, he's he was dunking athlete. on Channel 2 there. Yeah, right? yeah, I was at that game. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, who's this athlete? guy? Uh, McCarron, get me out there. Come on, um, number 20. He, he, 6'1", right. good kid. Yeah. And I think they've had some big wins. They beat Parkway South. One kid hit a three-pointer at the buzzer. This was three weeks ago. Right. This is the rematch. They won much easier. But right. those kids are settling into their roles. Their roles. And, and But but Jace uh, Catchings is really elevated. Is he, okay, he's so elevated his game as much as anybody in town. Is he a Division One kid? I think he's tracking okay. towards that. Is, Last, he better, is he better than Kale, his brother? He's just, going to be. There's different players. They're though. different players. Kale yeah. was a power forward who became a combo forward, handled the ball, great right. athlete. Jace has always been a wing player. There were times when Jace out, upstaged. Even when they were around the same last time. year, yeah. yeah, he had big shots. But this year, he's you know he's always been a good three point shooter. But now he's added a mid range game. Well, and Coach Sodeman was on the air with yeah. us last week. And he was complimenting how good he is off the ball. Scores in the polls. Yeah. And bunches. Yeah. McKeithen, yeah, McKeithen. Uh, scores in the McKeithen. post. They they run. They, I mean, they, they I mean they run boxing ones. All and it doesn't it matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because he can score. He gets the free throw line. He gets the offensive glass. He gets in transition. He does things he is, that most high school guards yeah, won't do. He diversified his whole game, and right. that's why he, even with all these defenses, he's he averaging. He's getting twenty eight a night without of a high volume of shots and the other guys are making their shots right. and they're making their plays. When they I, I saw that the Smiths go the Smiths very good and really they good. went to the buzzer to beat them. Lost at the buzzer. At, right? Lost at the buzzer. 5250. What was the name of that tournament? They uh, changed the it Circle to... Seven Ranch. <laughs> that just sounds gross. <laughs> I know. It's a restaurant. It's not it's, a. I know. It just, just sounds like some place. No, I was, and then I saw him in the third place game, and I saw, yeah, I can see how. Yeah. But, but, but Jace makes it all work, and the other guys play off of him very well. Well, I think that's what people say. You know, mm-hmm. how, how can a guy um, who's a guard, when they put all these defenses, he can just still get 28? Is the yeah. offensive rebounds, it's the, mid, it's the mm-hmm. mid-range, it's the toughness uh, that some guards who, you know, they just don't have that aspect to yeah. To keep the 28 right. going. They, they only know how to play with the ball in their hands, right. and that's the key. Great scores, when you're a, great, a bucket getter, there's so many different ways, and the great bucket getters at all levels, they explore every possible way there is to get a bucket, you and know, there you, really is. You couldn't have said it better, because even Tatum, when he was at Chaminade, if mm-hmm. you really watch a lot of their games and their highlights and how he scored, eventually they got him off the ball, mm-hmm. and that's how he ended up scoring you know, 30 a game, because mm-hmm. he was off the ball. And that's a guy like Trent that we have. You know, We made about a month and a half ago, I told him, I said, you're going to have to start scoring off yes. the ball if you want to score 28 a game and not 19. And right. that's, uh, that's something that he's getting better at, but that's something that we had to incorporate the, into the, his game. Sometimes scorers who are, who are ball dominant, right. they they don't realize there's a whole world of offense out there. And it's easier for you. It really is. Because when, you, if you, 
successful. If you're playing with the ball in your hand, it's just so like I said, you look at Harden. It's so he's so great. It's so stressful and that ball usage and it kind of wears you down. Right. But when you're able to come off the ball and go to the offensive rebound two or three times, that's two or three buckets exactly. there. That's five points. Speaking Get in transition. That's another easy full, buckets. That's easy buckets. And it's come like, off screen. Yeah. It's come and off, that's easier. Yeah. Screen. You know. Back you know, screen, down back screen. Screen. Yeah. A lot of people. The lot score. They know screen to get yourself open. Exactly. It's just stuff like that. Instead of taking 15 dribbles off a ball yeah, screen. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't know I, have no, I have a question. There's another district for you. This is. There's two I, other man. districts in Class Five that sure. are insanely good. Class Five, District Five. You got Chaminade. Your alumni McClure North. And Webster Groves. And Webster Groves. Yeah. How tough is that? Though? That's going to be tough. I think it's going to be at Webster Groves too. So yes, it is at Webster that, Groves. That's, I mean, that helps. Yeah, you, when you whenever you see a team with three really good teams, it's always incumbent to get that one seed. It is. So you, you so, 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 so you play usually one tough game, not two. That's it. Yep. You know, you want to get. Deal. Yeah, it's a huge. It's deal. a five team district, so right, and that's where everybody is right now. Yeah. We're all playing. Because we, we don't want to play that first couple nights. Mm-hmm. We want to wait and play that, like you said. We want to play one tough game, not two. Right. It's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. And then the other district, this is District 4 in Class 5, got CVC, the Smet, Kirkwood, Parkway Central, and Parkway West. Four, those first four. Yeah. That's... That's on a different level. Yeah, well, CBC to Smet are the top two, but yeah, Kirkwood two, yeah. and Parkway Central can't overlook those no, two. You can't. Yeah, Parkway Central's rebuilt around those two nice guards, Little yeah. John and uh, Mellow Ball, and obviously Devion Harris right. is He's an excellent stud inside. And then, like you say, Kirkwood, uh, on a given night. Well, and Kirkwood and Parkway Central in that district you. have nothing to lose, really. Right, exactly. You know, they can, they can. Yeah, that's it's, it's yeah. us boys, and the other two teams are thinking. Yeah, ah, we got to really. Prep, yeah, they're, you know? they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're thinking. Worn out. Yeah, they're thinking. We got a shot. We got a shot to go to state. And they're thinking, but the other two, we Western. got a chance to upset <laughs> right. these guys who are thinking about state. So yeah, I mean, th- those are games where the semifinal games, both semifinal games, could be good, right? Because of the you know, because of the the situation, the situation exactly. About. And that's kind of where we're at with our team right now. Yeah, we're we know that the next three weeks of our schedule. Every team's going to be looking at our conference to just hey either beat higher west because if you beat them one time they don't win the they don't win the GAC North you know right. we're in that situation where you know obviously you play the Winfields and Warrentons and Orchard Farm so y'all let or, y'all be letting Orchard Farm y'all how many times <laughs> y'all let Orchard Farm sneak in and win in football and in basketball Orchard Farm is snuck well, in they beat on us in basketball I know okay, last year in they football, beat us four straight times in basketball. Fo- I know Orchard Farm is snuck, <laughs> and that, I'm like man Orchard Farm is hey, snuck I teach in there, I, teach there, so I know I know that's your deal <laughs> I know but they that's that, that's to their credit they in football and in basketball. Ball, they've managed to sneak they in. Have. I'm watching you guys. I'm watching high. And then all of a sudden, you're like, what the heck? Orchard Farm is, is snuck in. But Orchard Farm keeps guards, man. That's they the do, thing. don't they? They keep guards they all do. the time. Last year, they had two dynamite ones. Yes. They keep guards. Remember, they knocked Trinity off in that district. Absolutely. You know? And then this year, they got uh, yeah. the, the kid, the... What's his name? Which one? Uh, Lind- Lindoff. Lindoff comes in. Oh, that boy, he yeah. passed the ball. That kid could pass and, and the ball. And he had 32 against us. Yes, and no, he had like he could 20 play. in the first half. You know, 20 in the first half. But if he was playing in the other kid, but Fredericks. It was Fredericks and Burgess. Burgess, yeah. yeah. And he's playing in their shadow. But no, I watched him during the summer. He, he could pass the ball. And he loves ball. to play. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. he's, he's just got, he's fun he's to got watch. a little some, flash to him. He's got not as much as Josh some, Anderson, but he's no, got some flash. No, but no, he, he, he's, he's got swag to his game. Kind of like, uh, uh, I don't know if you remember uh, Paul Paradowski. Oh, absolutely. Viani. Yeah, yeah, got that little, just that little yeah, that little swag to his game. Watch. Yes, he was. You know, I think I like that Lindoff kid. Yeah, he is. He is. He's a fun. You know, like I said, he's he's fun to watch, mm-hmm. and he's he's a good kid. You know, at the same time, they, they got a good group of kids that are they play. Yeah. They always play extremely hard. Well, the football quarterback, I heard he came back to play this year. Yeah, and he's tough as nails. And I heard that was a big deal for yeah, him to come was. back. It yeah, was. Absolutely. It was. So yeah. let's, before we get too deep into some questions, you sure. know, you're wearing the maroon shirt with the Earl Time update. You know, just just tell us how this all started. I mean, this is, you're at hockey arenas now. Yes. And you're at wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. Just tell us. Well, the Earl Time update is uh, kind of, it's my new social media brand. It's, it's amazing. I've been a writer. I'm an old curmudgeon sports writer for 33 years. Right. But. The newspaper business, as we all know, is just kind of on the decline. Right. You know, they're closing shop. Yes. People are being laid off. It's it's a shame because there's so many good people. But good people, it, but, but people but, are going to their but phones. To, but now. people go to their phones, computers, laptop, whatever. And uh, me too. Now. So, and I, I see a lot of a lot of my young contemporaries, good people. They they do. I'm seeing all these different mixtapes and right. all the Lob City Elite Amateur Sports Gateway Sports Venue. Good, you know, these are all the guys in their twenties right. and everything. And and just kind of kind of learn. 
learning from them. And I got a, my my my, bro, my nephew Robin who played who plays from Maryville played at MIT. Absolutely. He's a marketing major. Like someone had to spark this. He got it. Yeah. So I went. What sparked it was I went to the Gateway Scholars Classic, the football group classic, right. four great games start with East St. Louis and Trinity. So I was gonna be there for twelve hours anyway. So I just picked up my phone and just started doing updates at between games, halftime, and just. Yeah, you're so Why not? And people were like, wow, we need more of those, blah, right. blah, blah. So, and the kids love it. And the kids love it. So I didn't, I didn't shoot any highlights or anything. I just, it was just me on camera. I thought so, it was funny. You, so have, was, you have the little mic. Yeah. Not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. So I so we now. Yeah. So so I decided, man, I thought I was still going to run with this a little bit. So I started, kind of, I'm thinking maybe game time update. Then Robin's like, what about, you know, we both came up. What about Earl time update? That's your name? I know that. I'll check. There's not a hashtag for that. So so that was right. The, so it was right. Literally, it was September. So I started going to different foot started with football games. Uh-huh. So all of a sudden, you know, just I'm doing reports and everything. And then all of a sudden, let's let's go to a volleyball game. Let's go to a, a softball game. Right. So we do an Earl Time update. We we shoot video of the game. But the thing is we interview the kids after the game. Right. That's, I that, think that's that the, the biggest thing. That the kids was love that. Yeah. And we interview four or five kids. We don't interview any coaches. We just interview kids and uh-huh. then and then it just started to catch on. So now I'm you know, now I'm getting sponsors for all of these games. So now with Twitter and you having Periscope, I can shoot going live, and right. all of a sudden I started doing live look-ins, uh-huh. shooting my video so I can do highlights and then do some live look-ins, and people started jumping on board watching. Right. So then I delivered, so from basketball season during my tournament tour, I just started calling games, just doing play-by-play games. I have my lap, my phone or my iPad and hook up my little mic, and then <laughs> <laughs> we're doing play-by-play, doing that different awesome. games. So first off, thank you. I mean, I don't, I don't, I think you understand, but what you do for kids around the area is remarkable. My next question is how in the heck do you have the energy to do all this? Well, it, it, I think it was a new lease because it was something new. Uh-huh. I didn't, I never had an iPad until late October. That's when I got my iPad for the first time. Right. It was, so it was like football season was all over. So it was like a kid in a candy store. Right. So it was just something new. And, and, and when you find something new, yeah. I mean, this could be something yeah. you enjoy for a long time because yeah. think about everything you've done in your career so yeah. far that you've continued to do, whether it's the Billikens from 1991 and you're still enjoying that. This right. is something, I mean. Yeah, I never thought I would be doing, shooting all this video right. and, and doing all this stuff. I thought that's what the young people do. I'm an old sports writer. I'm just going to write sports. And, well, and the funny thing <laughs> is, you, but, you, but you're smart because think about us as coaches. We can't coach like we did 10 years ago. We'd be right. fired. And if you don't adjust, you're yeah, gone. And, that's, that's, and if you would not have adjusted, you yeah, would have been born. I'd be a dinosaur. Correct. Exactly. And I, I, I'm, I'm a dinosaur. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, I look like I had young people. Like my, like my nephew's like, you got to yeah, have help. You yep. got to, you got to, this, this is how you adapt, Uncle Earl. You got to adapt to what, right. what's going on. So, so I, I'm not one that I shoot video, but I'm, I'm not as savvy as these young guys. They're shooting these nice mixtapes for be. all the music. So I decided to do something. I wanted to be different and still, you know, but incorporate everybody. Incorporate, incorporate what my thirty, my years of experience and what I've gained in, in my relationships, and also bringing. That's why interviewing people and right. interviewing the kids and shooting live, and then doing play by play, and then just telling stories and well, all and that stuff. Well, and not always going to the Shamanat no. CBC game. Right. You yeah. know, you're at a Mid-State hockey yeah, game. Yeah, well, that's, I think, too, expanding the horizons. Absolutely. Mid-State hockey uh, Do you like audience. That? I love it. I, do. I mean, I've been to one high school yeah. hockey game. Yeah. They're fun. Was yeah. it at Scott Trade Center? No, it was. Okay. I was in high school, and yeah. I think I went to like a dismet hockey. Go, game. Yeah, you can go to the Rec Plex, yeah. or you and go they to Queenie Park. And Queenie Park's Park. the yeah. place to watch some hockey. Queenie games. Ice Rink. And then watch I, the volleyball. I love volleyball. Right. I, can't, I'm, I can't wait to spring. I do track and field, baseball, lacrosse. That's awesome. Volleyball is fun to announce. Yes. Yeah. It's even fun. It's a fun to, game to watch. Yeah, I did a wrestling meet last week. That's awesome. Wrestling. So, yeah, it's. St. Charles Wrestling. It's all fun. Let's go ahead and start. We're going to start marking you with some questions here. They'll be slew-related, basketball-related, sure. life-related. And, and, Lee, why don't you go ahead and start? Um, okay, so if you could step in and coach one high school in the area tomorrow, who would it be and why? And this has to do with tradition, not this year's current roster. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> good question. That would be easy, though. McClure North. That's a yeah. good answer. North Star for life. Yeah. And I mean, then follow-up question. If same. You could... <laughs> <laughs> AD, right? So if you want to be an AD in the area, nah, you can yeah. McClure North. No, it's, it's, my, it's my home school. So, you know, one that's just going to probably hit about five people in the area, but Troy Robertson plays Chris Sloan in one-on-one. Who wins? They're playing to four. Everything's worth one point. I'd say, I don't know, it'd be... That game would go into triple overtime. I think so. They'd be bad. <laughs> and then they go to Humphreys and come back. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. I mean, they're, they're, 
Both of them. They're the are same just, dude. They're, yeah, they're such good basketball players, but neither one can shoot. And neither one, and they probably get tired and take water yeah. breaks. <laughs> they have a heater break. Neither one can shoot. Oh, man. I mean, well, it would, be a heck of a, I mean it, they were both very. They probably have their shirts off by the end of it, just sweating, yeah. and they can barely get to four. <laughs> Sloan had a little more size, Troy a little more crap. Yeah. I mean, How about the dunk against Shannon Fry? That was amazing. Wasn't it? I mean, he lives his life off that. It is. You know, him and I went to school together, and, uh-huh. and at, at parts of our career at SLU, you know, we kind of we stayed together a lot because his one of his good buddies um kyle wart was a good baseball player for mm-hmm. us and they went to high school together and so him and i was buddies um this was chris sloan okay, chris went to slew when i went to slew and then you know troy obviously him and i being good buddies you know we reached out to troy to get on this program tonight with you and either i got the wrong number or he didn't respond to me so you better get to him because i know he's part of your sponsor he? yes he is him yes, and Tressa? yes he is we appreciate that for the billiken real time update absolutely so while we're talking about the robertsons um Let's talk about that game years ago. Roy Williams brought Ryan in to play SLU. Mm-hmm. And tell us what happened with that game. Because Troy was at, was playing at SLU, Troy but he was brought Ryan. There. Ryan was a senior. Ryan was a senior. And Roy always did that for his seniors. Yes, He'd he take did. his kids back home. And what happened? St. Louis U actually won the game. It was yep. on ESPN. It was. Wow. The I was then 19,000. people. Justin Love went off. Just crazy. Had 24 points. And Troy upstaged his brother. He did. Even one year, Ryan went for a layup, and Troy... Grabbed them and pulled them hard, fouled them, pulled them oh, into the ground. It was amazing. But yeah, and we won, and it was an amazing game. And it was probably one of the highlights for myself and Rammer, everybody came to the game because it was oh, spoon, yeah. uh, Rams. Uh, I guess Rams were in town then, Blues. It really matter. So after the game, everybody's excited. Myself and Rammer are getting ready to do the, the post game show with Spoon, and Spoon right. comes right there. He's sitting between us. And Jack Buck and Bob Costas come over. No way. To oh, Gladhead no Spoon. Everybody, you know, Spoon right. was a man. Spoon was a man. So, my, without even saying anything, myself and Rammer just looked at each other like, you think what I'm thinking? Yeah. So, we took off our headsets and gave them up. So, the, the Billiken postgame show for that night after we beat Kansas on KMOX was Charlie Spoon, Howard, Jack Buck, and Bob Costas. Wow. That was the postgame show. I, I think was, we and, could, and they I, went off for about 10, 15 minutes. We could probably minutes. stop the show right now and be done with it. That's it awesome. phenomenal. Remember? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I was probably down in Casagliardo with my parents going nuts. <laughs> that was a great night, though. I really remember was. being a, a West grad, you know, because mm-hmm. everyone's waiting for, for Ryan to come out. And obviously, I'm sure Roy's just getting in their butt, right? Mm-hmm. So Troy comes out, and we're all like, yay, Troy. Mm-hmm. And then here comes Ryan, and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, boy. You know, we had to kind of yep. pump him up a little bit. So um, who was your favorite slew player to watch all the time? It, it, my, here are some of mine. It's mine, and I go back and date myself a little bit, but my favorite slew player of all time was H. Waldman, just because H. Bomb. H. Bomb. He was from Vegas, right? Yes. And he was just fun to watch. And then another couple guys, Donnie Dobbs was was one of my favorites. And Marky Perry was actually, I think he was in school when I was there playing yes. baseball. And I, I used to, I, I think I had this vision. I could be totally wrong, but I think we beat Louisville with him yes, we on our home floor. And we I brought, rushed the floor. Yep. <laughs> I was one of those kids. That's well, you right. know, you're like asking me, like a parent, who's your favorite kid? Right. <laughs> but yeah, Marquis has a special spot because. And then obviously Larry Mar- Marquis hit like five or six last second shots, buzzer beaters yes. that season. It was a great year because he was just always bugging yeah, up. Yeah, it, it was the most amazing run of an individual building in terms of just clutch performance. Yeah, Louisville was ranked two in the country and on a 19 game winning streak. And who, we were who down, did they have at the time? They had Reese Gaines was That's their right. main guy, 6'6", came from Wisconsin. I just remember that night. I think it was a weeknight. Yeah, we were down seven with about two and a half from right. Marquis. And the place kind of cleared eight. out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And Marquis closed the last eight and won the and we that, won that game. That's awesome. Oh, let me say Dobbs was you know I love six three big body guy. Just big, I like the big body big, guys. Big guy. Uh, uh, just so many Kwame Mitchell, uh-huh. uh, you know, H, H, Claggett, that whole, uh, group, that whole group. It was, it was, I mean, we were averaging 80 a night shooting threes. Uh, you know, watching Larry though was, was another was level. That, special? that was special for one year because that was, you know, usually when you watch McDonald's All Americans, you're watching them on TV at Duke right. and Kentucky and North Carolina. And you're, you're five for feet once, away from them. yeah, for once we could, we were going around town thinking, yeah, we yeah, got one. Right. And yeah, yeah, that kid, he's <laughs> ours. See Larry? The one going 38. And, yeah, and just to watch Larry do his business all year long was amazing. And he really bought national 
attention, attention to St. Louis. You're just getting that one, and not only getting them, getting them, but he went out and performed like. Well, that. that's so different from like Mizzou last yeah, year. You know, yeah. we, I say we, Slew yeah. got a guy that performed and was there all year and yeah. didn't get hurt, and that put us on the map. Yeah, you know, yeah, just like had, had Michael Porter been able to play that one, yeah, year, it would have done it. He would have done the same just thing. Been, it would just been a phenomenal deal because they would have lost get, by fifty. They were up fifteen last. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but I said, did you? It's rare to get one of those guys. It's a sometimes. I mean, yeah. Ed Slew. That slew, you know, you know, to get one of those guys. But my, we've had so many. I mean, just this last, the last run with Majerus and Cruz, the sons of Majerus were were phenomenal to watch. Yeah, that's man, Jordan, to Jordan watch. Jet was that. like Jordan Jet was one was of my like favorites. Quan, of all time. He was like he was like Marquis. He had four, he had so many closeout right. games, and it was the same move all the time. Jordan is going to his left, laying and it he's in, laying it in, and he did it like he did it at UMass, he did it at LaSalle, he did it in the tournament against NC State in right. overtime. When we won the game, game with right, right. just name he same same play. Jordan's going left, going to the bucket. He lays in the bucket in. and the broom. Yep, same, same way. So, yeah, just, you know, great guys. Lou, too. what else we got? Who is your favorite slew player to watch practice and why? I mean, just practice. Like, who just got after it? Oof. I'm trying to think who would watch over the years. You know, H was fun to watch. And Brian Highmark. Right. He, you know, just did his work, it. just shoot the ball. Uh you know, I, I didn't watch practice as much. I like to go like individual workouts. Uh-huh. You know, Kwame was fun to watch when individual workouts. Tough, we get that handles together, right. and you know, you know, Conklin made his that they call it the Conklin summer, where he just improved his jump shot and his free throw. He shooting. turned his whole career around turned, in summer. Yeah, you know, just yeah, I, I enjoy watching that part. You know, I, yeah. that the, the, the player development and so many guys took it. The guys that really, you could tell the guys that took it seriously. Another guy, Kevin Lish, was another one. Right. You know, him and Tommy Liddell, the 618 backcourt, right. were. They, they were, were fun to watch. They were, they were fun to watch. So, your time at SLU, there's, there's been a lot of good head coaches. And obviously, you know, we have the, the Soderberg factor here in our backyard. Sure. Um, give us your. I mean, you were in it. Um, and the funny thing was, I was in it, too, because I mm-hmm. played there. And I actually would actually skip baseball workouts. We had we had four workouts. And I would sit in the stands and watch their practices because I wanted to be a basketball guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but talk about that whole transition with, you know, Soderbergh comes in. He, he has a 20-win season. Then he's gone. And Majerus... Um, Help us with that story and kind of what was going on there. Well, I didn't, know, I didn't know what happened either uh, because I was – it happened, you know, usually when coaching changes happen, they happen right around Final Four, the end of the seasons, and that late March, early April, that's when jobs open. But right. this happened, like, middle of April, late April. Weird. So I didn't know. I had no so idea. you had so, no insight? No, on... no, no idea. People call – I got a call from one of the radio stations, local radio stations. Hey, Earl, could you talk on and talk about uh, like, uh, Slew's coaching change, Brad Soderberg being fired? I was like, huh, what? Right. That's like, so that's how you find out. That's how I found out. <laughs> that's how I found out because, like I said, who fires a coach at the end of April? Well, I, I, and he was doing pretty good things. Yeah. And yeah. obviously we have, yeah. we have Kramer here. Mm-hmm. Um it was a crazy deal yeah. because Kramer actually, you know, a story that he probably would never tell that I'll go ahead and tell. You know, <laughs> he went he he went to slew and looking for somebody. Oh wow! I mean, that's how Kramer is. Yeah, you know, he was he was down there. I think uh, who was the AD at the time? Was it um, Biondi? Cheryl Levick. Oh, was she there. Yeah, but I remember Kramer was like, I I need to know why. But but I don't just think a it, weird it, it deal. wasn't Cheryl's call either. From what I understand, right? It just Cheryl, kinda, as I'm saying, Cheryl didn't. You know, she didn't. I, that's what I did. It, it, it came from nowhere. So I really, you know, just I a was, weird deal. It, it was weird how it happened. You and, know, and after that, you know, obviously, you know, Majerus comes in and does great things. How was he as a as a coach? I. I'll, Greatest basketball mind, right? Yeah, as I a mean, basketball mind, he's a different dude. He's how no was he as a person? About a different, different dude. dude, right? He's a different was he guy. nuts? Huh? Was I don't he know. Just, no, he's just different. I mean, yeah. he was just socially different. I mean, he, he was, just he was. <laughs> did he, he live was, at the chase? Yeah, he always he live always lived at the hotel. He, he just did his own thing and uh, just kind of on his own. He was just he was just his own. Is a different cat. Was he a man. good X and O guy? The was best. I mean, just the best. A, a right? Basketball mind. He was a genius. That's, what, that's on, all I've heard. On the other level, a twenty guys that I know who've coached for 20, 25 years. Good high level. school coaches. Good college coaches. They say they spend time with him and they walk out thinking that I don't know anything about. This game. He was amazing. Like I said, he was a different dude, no doubt about that. But maybe like guys who are that kind at that level right. are are different. It could be business, it could be entertainment. There's just, just no matter what your thing is, there's yeah, always one there's they, always guys they, that just they, are better. Just different. He's a different different 
cat, but yeah, basketball. I mean, he could sit in the whole court and just you just sit and listen to him talk and you just don't say a word. And then we had Lorenzo Romar. Yeah, tell me about him. Romar was great. I mean, he was Romar provided me with I remember to, I could speak my, with my greatest highlight as a, a broadcaster in 28 years. What I was mean, that? When we won in Memphis, we were the nine seed. In the conference tournament. Is this when Kenyon Martin broke his yeah, leg? Yeah, he broke his leg against oh. us. Uh, they were the top seed, but we ended up winning the Conference USA tournament, the Miracle in Memphis, right. four games in four days by wow. the NCAA awesome. tournament. But the, the, the highlight was, you know, my, we were off the air, so we're watching them cut the nets down in the right. pyramid in Memphis, and you know, they went to one side, and they went to the other, and they got done next to, you know, Lorenzo calls, hey, Earl, Rammer, come over here. Get over here. Yeah, come over here. I was like, we like us, us. yeah. Come Earl over here. here, yeah. Come over here, yeah. So come on, come up here and get a piece of that. So you know, That's I'm a awesome. basketball. You know, I love. You know, I, I love the history. I love the traditions. And of you've basketball. dreamt of doing this before. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, but, I'm, but not, as a, not as a player, but not as a announcer. <laughs> but but you know, cutting the nets down yeah. is sacred, right? That's the team. That's the coaches. You guys put the work in for a season to win a championship. But you're part that, of it. That's your moment. And then for Lorenzo to share that moment for me and Rammer, I still I had that piece of net uh, in your I, pocket I, for three for, months. For, for, no, I, 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 I lost it in one of my moves, but for at least twenty years, right? I I, I, I still cool. had that thing because that that because I, I recognize how sacred it is to cut a net down after a championship. After, well, and know, I didn't I didn't shoot a jumper. I didn't grab a rebound. I didn't do a defensive slide. Right. But to to share that, you know. It, well, you're probably like amazing. me when you watch teams. You know, they win mm-hmm. the final four and they're cutting the net down. Mm-hmm. You, you almost cry. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's an emotional that's moment. It is. You know, kids it get is. to do that. That's yeah. awesome story. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. You know, one thing. Uh, you know, Lorenzo was there when I was there playing baseball. And a funny story I have: we were um, the baseball guys. We always thought we were really good basketball players. Um, and, and my guys, who I played with, thought I was really good because I could hit shots. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would be on the road, and we'd be screwing around, you know. And I'd hit shots. So one day, um, Lorenzo was like, "Hey guys, come on in. If you guys want to get some conditioning in, uh, go ahead and play. You know, five on five. And our coach was like, "You know, go ahead. We'll play five on five. Well, um, Zoe wanted to play, and. All of a sudden, you know, they're all like, well, who's going to guard Zoe? Who's, who's going who's gonna to guard Coach? And they're like, Steinoff, you are. You're the only one here who's played basketball. We got these baseball <laughs> dudes running around. So I'm like, all right, I got Zoe. So we played 18. Oh, we lose. He has 16 of the 18 and just kills me. Zoe will still play, I think. I mean, he was phenomenal at his age at that time. Mm-hmm. And he was talking a little bit. Oh, yeah. And I'm like... I left there and I thought that was the most demoralizing 34 <laughs> minutes of my life. This guy just dropped 16 of 18 on me, and my baseball players are like, "You're not as good as I thought you were." Zoe just dropped you like I mean, he was crossing me. Mm-hmm. I'm I was tired. My ankles hurt. I mean, that that was the worst ass kicking I've ever gotten. People by another forget guy. Zoe played in the league a long time. I, I forgot about that until I went home and Wikipedia. Yeah, I'm like, no wonder he kicked my butt. Yeah, Zoe, Zoe played the Pac-10, played in the league. He was he was good. He, played he, played on those. Uh, I don't know if Troy played with him in those Missouri Athletic Absolutely. Club teams. That went he, yes, to and Troy said he just could play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lou, what else we got? Um, do you th- Going back to high school, do you think the state should separate public versus private? No. No. Yeah, I've never been a proponent of that. I think it would I, you know, people ask I can me see, I, no, I, I can understand. Right. No, I'm, I'm, and I understand how public schools feel. I believe me. Yeah, it's, but I'm a it's public hard. school guy. Yeah, and people it's hard. ask me. It's I, hard. I just don't think it'd be as entertaining. No, it just wouldn't be fun. But enough, no. enough public schools. Now it's harder for the smaller public schools. Right. If you're one A, two A. Right. It's harder, no question. But you know, I. Hell, I just think it would be boring. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it, I mean, you you watch Webster go back to back. That's you what see I'm saying. Sean, you've seen. I mean, I mean, obviously, Incarnate Word girls are tough, but you see dominant public schools. I mean, you saw the do football this year and you saw I mean you see enough well, when, really when good. the public school beats the private school yeah. that, that makes our year mm-hmm. sometimes you know mm-hmm. and that would just be that all taken made, out that would have been a state championship for us we could have beat John Burroughs in soccer yeah and the only thing that I don't like about that is you know we've talked about this before those John Burroughs kids in soccer 15 years from now are going to forget who they probably even beat in the finals and for our guys, if they'd have won, it yeah. would have made their life. Yeah, you know. So yeah. there's a difference so to it, but yeah. I think it would just be boring yeah. if they did I, that. That makes it different. Well, I've seen soccer. Now, I've, one thing I've done, I've seen some, I've seen public schools break through in soccer, and right. they go four classes. Soccer's the hardest. It's hardest, but I mean, Webster has won back-to-back state championships. Parkway Central, right? You know, mm-hmm. Francis Howell. I think they had a really nice. Run. I know they got upset this year. They were a good team, but they got upset by Zumwalt West. West, you know, Zumwalt you know. West was a weird team yeah. this year. But but I mean, so so you're seeing. Public schools break through, and, and obviously CBC and the Smith played in the foray, but I mean, different classes, which is good as well. You know, football, I mean, basketball, you see your share of, right. you know, of, of uh, dominant. Like I said, you saw, like I said, it was 
uh, Webster Groves back to back, and then you know it was it was uh, Grandview out of Kansas City, a right. city school. The Sean. You know, and you know, I, I just think it would be it would be boring well, in my mind. Year. You yeah. know, at times when I get my butt kicked by him, I'm like, ah, yeah, you know. But sure. at the same time, it's just not the way yeah. I grew up. But I, I, I like I said, I had a brother and sister both win state championships in basketball. My sister won at McClure North, a right. public school, and my brother won a championship in '95 at uh, with Cardinal Ritter, a, public, a private school. So I've I've seen. We both. were there with this when the Warriors won in '95. Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. the same year. Uh-huh. So moving on here, let's talk about Jay Blossom for a minute. You know, he's retiring, 500 wins. Um, what's your relation, you know, relationship with Jay? And at the same time, how much has Jay brought to the St. Louis area? And how has he done this with Webster being on top for so long? Um, and at the same time, another question is, is he one of those coaches kind of like a Terry Hollander that probably had to change his style because – it's just different now. But what has he what has he done for Jay's you? Great. He is I love, awesome. I love walk, talking basketball with Jay. We always go back and forth because he's a big Mizzou guy. He knows uh-huh. I'm a slew guy, and we go back and forth. But I just you know he, he he's he, he he's great for the game. He's so he enthusiastic. I think you know I always tell I teach fifth grade. Yeah, and and I I talk to my kids all the time, and sometimes they're like you know if there was one word that you and this is kind of how I live, it's enthusiasm. Yeah. If you can have enthusiasm in whatever you do, you're probably going to make it. And Jay mm-hmm. just. When I see like when he's when he's coaching games and we, you know obviously we didn't play at Merrimack this year but when that's kind of where I saw him yeah. if Jay was playing I was watching and I was watching Jay because just the enthusiasm I mean, you go to a team camp at Umsel or Belleville Area College Swick now and he's coaching Webster the same way right he's coaching in March against Chaminade for the state championship and that's how he's wired yeah he's yeah and that's just how he is how, yeah. how do you think um, I'll put you on the spot here how do you think he not put up but how I got you, one word for you, Cartier. Cartier. Cartier Gordon. How do you? I mean, how did all that transpire? Because if he couldn't make it at, at SLU that long, and we don't know really what happened, but I kind of know what happened, and I know mm-hmm. that the guys at SLU were just tired of his antics, and he wasn't showing up on time. I just find it hard to believe that um, Jay was able to um, to do that for so long with that kid. And uh, do you have any take on Cartier? No, I just it was a challenge, no question. But you know, you're they're kids. You're, you're kids, and you're a teacher. You're a parent. Sometimes you're a mentor. You wear a lot of different hats. Well, and here's the thing: basketball I, coach. I try to tell people all the time is you know we have like I have an assistant in, in Justin Faust who obviously was a thousand point scorer, at, but he's not an educator. Mm-hmm. So we have some players at times. He's like, I don't know how you do it. Just get rid of them. You know, and I'm like, well, first off, you know, State Farm guy, he works for State Farm. We're educators. So we don't want kids to fail. And we're going to try to give them Mm -hmm. every opportunity we can unless the law gets involved. You know, if the law gets involved or they do something outside Mm -hmm. of school, then we don't have. But we want we want to try to have these kids, no matter if you think they're this, that or the other. We're going to do everything we can to what I call get them to the finish line. And I'm sure Jay did that. But, you know, Cartier is now going to DePaul. But um have you seen any difference in the in the team chemistry at SLU without him? Or no, I mean, it, I think it hurt. It hurt obviously, it hurt us. He's talented. Very it hurt talented. our front court depth. And it, it, there's no doubt about it. I think it's just it's one of we've lost so many kids in the last couple of years that I think it's really been a next man up right mentality. They're kind of used to there. it. Yeah, and they just they got to they just. You can still got to play ball. You got to right. play a schedule. One thing Spoon told me years ago. You know, this is after. Clag and Harmark, all those guys graduated, and then we were kind of building. Right. And he had to retool and ask him about that. What, what you know? What do you think about? It? He goes, "Oh, we got to play. We got a schedule to play. We got new guys and everything." And I tell you one other thing. He goes, "Nobody else cares about your problems." That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's true. true. Nobody cares. No, because they got everybody they got else. Is dealing, everybody else got their own problems. They're dealing with whatever, whatever right. injuries, transfers, so everybody. So well, and sometimes you know, I think about that as a coach. Like yeah. I come home and I'm talking to my wife about mm-hmm. a minor issue that I'm having, and yeah. I'm thinking to myself, "No one cares about my problems." Yeah. They you know, got, they, their problems are yeah, ten times. Yeah, they're they they're still trying to beat you. Yeah, right, <laughs> you know, right. You're trying to beat them. Exactly. So yeah, but you guys commiserate and you know right. your friends. They understand because right. you're all going through the same thing. You're all in the same uh, in the same boat. Same boat, you know. But you know, it's all said and done. You know. What do you got, Lou? Anything else? So here's two questions for you for high school basketball. One, name the top five players to come out of St. Louis for high school basketball that you've seen. Just top five. Top five. Ever mm-hmm. or during my thirty-three years? During your thirty-three, during my do, thirty-three years. Let's okay. do for thirty-three years. During my, doing during my thirty-three yeah. years, okay, we'll go with. Uh, Pat no, Stein, huh? the order. Uh, yeah. Craig <laughs> <laughs> uh, Upchurch of Beaumont. Okay, nineteen eighty-seven. He was Jason Tatum before there was Jason Tatum. Okay, so gotcha. he was a six-eight guard. Nice. Jason Tatum, of course, right. was a great player. 
Bradley Beal is a great player. Mm-hmm. Larry Hughes is a great player. Probably LaFonso Ellis. I think so. that's a great five. Yeah. And then um, name the... The Darius Miles was pretty good. He was really good. <laughs> that's what the, I mean, every you could, right name, there. you could have 20 names. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, you know. How about, you? can, can you name the top five high school basketball teams in St. Louis in your 33 years? Yeah, I think, and come close. I think the top two or three... Uh, there was Vashon in 1988. They had like right. nine or ten Division One players. Uh, they won a state championship, and East St. Louis Lincoln in that same year with Lafonso Ellis, Vincent tough. Jackson, Lonzo Martin, Chris Rogers, James Harris. Right. Those were two who were were head and shoulders above everybody. But after that, you got you know there's so many great teams, right. so many. It's great hard to teams. put into a you know like a, like a team of great shooters. Borgia, 1995, tough. 94, 94 was a best shooting team. I had Ben Herbie Dill, Nathan Phillip, Josh Holt. I mean all. Of them. We, I mean, we they, used they, to go down there and play. Yeah, that was the they like scored, we yeah. we drive down there and and our our legs would be, the whole time. All that whole drive, we're just like, they, are they going to make 15 threes or they, 10 they'd threes? They score 80, 90, yes. 100. You know, Cardinal Ritter had those great teams. Lauren Woods and Carol and Chris and Jahidi and all those. Uh, Do you remember how that came together? Like, I don't because I'm too young. Not really. I I just said so long ago. You know, there was, I mean, you know, Chaminade, this this last championship team was very good with Tatum, Tyler Cook, Mikey Lewis, Will, Big Will, Jericho Ellums coming off the bench, NC State, NCC player, you know, (laughs) you know, Carrington Davis, Nebraska, you know, those guys not getting a lot of clock. You know, I I think, you know, out here in St. Charles, obviously, uh, uh, those 94, 95 teams, I think West probably was better in 94. They were the team and, that didn't win it. And they'll, t- they'll tell you that. Yeah, they, yeah, Blake, right. Ryan. They were they were Shimwell. That team was good. Shimmy. They, yeah, the '95 team though. You know, they had the experience. Got a, a little year. Ryan was a senior. wasn't going to be denied no. that year. But I think the '94 team was probably a little more, a little more talented. Uh, boy. Trying to think of other. That's a good Fran, you know, Francis Howell had a great team in the early '80s with Dale Rinkin. But I was in college then. Right. Derek Boomer. That wasn't even born Boomer yet. had some had some squads at Francis Boomer, Howell. They did. Oh yeah. Winsfield had some squads. You know. Who was the Winsfield guard back in the day? Early '90s. That's Brian Basich. Brian Basich. Because I remember Basich. I was about ten years old yeah. watching him play against our mm-hmm. guys, Mark Breckenridge and guys mm-hmm. that went to West, and he was a stud. Yep. He could light it up. Yeah, but that, yeah, you know, you know, West Glen with Paul Lasker. It was just you know. Just, on and just, on and on. You know, Highmark's team with Parkway West, Riverview. You know, a lot, we had just so, so many good teams. But I think those that was Sean Lincoln teams that kind of topped it off. Top topped yeah. it off. Um, how does the Vashon team this year stack up to other Vashon teams in their history? Oh, uh, it's still uh, incomplete because we'll see how they do. Down, you know, those teams, you know, <laughs> finish the job. This team's very talented. This is, probably, this is probably Tony's. Most talented yes. athletic team. Now he his two state championship teams were just grizzled, tough. Kind of you know they had Peanut, Daniel right. Ferris at the mm-hmm. point yeah. guard was a great point guard. Levi's a big physical post. They they just had good leadership on that court. This team is more full court athletic run. Yeah, it's a harder team to coach. Probably with that many kids that are pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I mean it could be. I mean it could yeah. be a challenge, no question, because they got about ten of them. Right. That are, that are pretty good. Mario's I'll take, really I'll take, good. I'll take one. I love. The, I'll take that problem. You yeah. know. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know. Uh, Cameron Fletcher is going to be a really How good. Is he? good. He's, he's got a chance to be the, one of the next ones. Okay. Coming from like a six seven wing, great athlete. But yeah, it, it's still. I mean, his dad had. And I can say the eighty eight team was great. The eighty six team with Bonner and that crew mm-hmm. won a championship. The O two teams with Jimmy McKinney, Nick Kern. The old age, they were they were good that three peat. Right. You know, he just you know those, those were you know you're, you're trying to stack up to get some some yeah. big time history there. Um, so I think we're pretty close to the end here, Chuck. Um, some a couple games coming up. You yeah, preview we got this week? a couple games of previous week. Start out with girls basketball. This is the Webster Winter Challenge this week, yes. and the top few seeds are Rockbridge, Incarnate Word, Parkway Central, Troy, and Ladue. That's, that's stacked. That's a good tournament. That's a good tournament. I think Incarnate Word's probably a cut above everybody right. else. In past years, it, I mean, those teams, when Incarnate would come through with Nafisa, 
uh, Rockbridge had Sophie, right. and the other teams were really good. But these other those teams were national level teams. Right, it's a different right. level. This a different level. This team, this, you got good squad. Obviously, Incarnate, I think, is the, the favorite. Red Army. Yeah, but Parkway Central has played well this year. They actually got to the Viz Finals and played Incarnate. Jayla Kelly is really good, six mm-hmm. three junior. Uh, Ledoux has a nice team, coached by my buddy Rich Gray, a little girl. Uh-huh. Uh, Pete, nice uh, point guard. Troy's got some nice players mm-hmm. as well. They just, so, uh, did they just was it Denver Parkway North that won the Lebanon tournament? They, that was yesterday. I know they played each other. I don't yeah. know who ended up winning that That's game. That's a cool gym. It is. Oh, Parkway that's North a great North. gym. Yeah. That's a great gym. Parkway yeah, North's awesome. the only team last yeah. year in the state of Missouri to beat Incarnate. And, yeah. I, and I was at that and game. And I was Amaya Stovall basically beat Incarnate. <laughs> just and and they, actually, no, they actually beat Incarnate and Kirkwood, yeah. the two state champions from Flats 4 and 5. In the same week, I think. Yeah, same week. Yeah, she's a freshman at DePaul. She, she, I think Lou and Earl, I think you should just have him go with you. He's good. He's good. You I know Lou. Yes. You have the Lou time update. He might be competing with you. Yeah. Some games this week. There's some really good ones. Got the uh, rematch of Chaminade the Smet. Yeah, that's gonna be good. Yeah, that was a hard. Where's that gonna be played at? This will be at the Smet this okay. time. Yeah, Chaminade looking for revenge. Yeah, that first game was when uh, Evan hit the half court shot after okay. they were down by 21. Yes. So wow, yeah, another MCC game. The Smet needs that game to try to get themselves back. keep keep pace with CBC. Okay. CBC's, CBC's five, they five and one. They're undefeated. Undefeated. Think, okay. Yeah, then they've already got the one win over the Smet too. Right. So February 15th, I'll be over there. So the Smet needs to kind of win. Every, that game, if they want to get a chance to maybe tie CBC, I can't imagine playing in that conference. But maybe we've obviously already talked to Walshy about it. But good yeah, golly, I know every, every no thanks every year. You have to pay game. me fifty grand to coach that every conference. Game, yeah. <laughs> um, another game we got McClure North and Ladue. That's going to be a good game. Ladue has kind of had the got the better of McClure North. Last couple of years, but uh-huh. North was small but very quick, very athletic. It's kind of two different teams, and they they get up and down. But Ladue's been able to kind of slow the pace down. Right. They got good sides, and then Jalen Boyd handles the pressure pretty right. well. He's been playing strong the last. He's been around forever. Yeah, he's just a junior too. Yeah, but he got big Moses. I mean, big Moses had a Moses. Put is one he turning? On it on? Is he finally? Is he turning it on? Oh, or, Webster. Right. He put a you know, put a thumping on Webster. Right. At 18, I think it's best game of him and Evan Schneider give him a right. big low post combination. And not only big, but thick guys. And then Boyd right. and uh, Bryce Buster is shooting it and McIntosh. So that's, that's just a contrast of styles. That yeah, you can't, you can't guess that outcome. Yeah, yeah. You just got to go. Got to go watch it and see what yeah. happens. Yep. And then the uh, other one, one out here, this side of the river, got Zumalt South and Liberty. That's oh wow, that's going to be a good one too. Do they play Tuesday or Friday? Or? They play Friday and then they play the next week on Thursday. So where's Friday's game at? Liberty. That'll be a fun atmosphere. That's going to be a fun game. I wish I was in town. I'd go to see that. I got to leave for Rhode Island, but yeah, I mean, you got premier talent. I mean, Chase Catchings is good. Uh, EJ Bellinger, Schwepker could shoot it. That's just atmosphere at Liberty is always cool. I know. I I haven't actually been to Liberty's gym, so I really need to get there. It's a fun fun place. And their kids are, I think they're, you know, not a newer school, but at the same time, they they do a good job of. I've, I've just seen things online. You know, they do a good job. That's going to be a, a great That's atmosphere. That's going to be a fun, yeah. fun game Because they want South to bring kids. South, and, yeah. And they'll, they'll chant their coaches' names, and they'll give them the holler. <laughs> I think that's the funniest thing there. You know, bass, 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 bass. <laughs> that just gets me every time. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I want my fans to do that or not, but hey. <laughs> Now, do you have a fat head yet? Do you have not yet? Fat head? I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a Stein fat head yet. No, okay. But you know, the players, I, the players got. We've had we've had some fat head players. Okay. We had some, Trent, didn't we? No fat yeah, head. We had, well, yeah, we had some soccer. 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 Yeah, we had all our seniors. Okay. That's when you know you've made it. When you get the fat head in the stands. I didn't realize Trent was a a beast on the soccer field too. He first like team all state. First team yeah, all state. I didn't, and, man, that's just... and he, you know. He just brings so much to the school, and we've talked about that several times. But, um, you know, led the team in assists. He did a lot of things. He's one of those kids that, you know, he didn't have to play soccer. Yeah. But he did. Next thing you know, you're all you know, you're. Well, I you're seen him on state. the track last year because my nephew's a triple jumper. and they, Yeah, he's, he yeah. he's yeah. played five sports at our yeah. school. He just, I think he just shows up, and the coaches are like, oh, you go do that. Mm-hmm. You know, he played baseball, and he's done everything. So That's good, isn't it? It's great. That, it, that's I what makes that's really public good. schools yeah. successful. That's is really you got to have your athletes play everything. That's really if you don't, good. you're going to be average. We tell yeah. our kids that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, any more games or anything coming up this week? No, not is really. that it. Well, well, for West fans, we got the farm on Friday. We got the farm on Friday. And you know what? That's at Orchard Farm, and that's that's always 
it's a but, fun well, it's place not to play. Power grow at this time. No, it's it's but it's a fun place to play. They're always you know obviously me teaching there. That's always one of those games. I can't wait for it to be over. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody, but, um, come, all the ki- fifth grade kids come to you, Mr. Steinhoff. Yeah, they'll be on me, and you know I'll be I'll be happy to get to Tubby's that night about ten thirty after the game. <laughs> but um, Earl, is there anything else you want to tell our viewers about Earl Time Update or anything or where we can find you at or? No, well you can find me like I say in the St. Louis American on Thursdays. That's uh, free paper and that's in the city. And uh, obviously, Earl Time Updates on my Twitter account okay. at Earl Austin Jr. hashtag Earl Time Update, and I'll be I'll be here in St. Charles on Tuesday night. Okay. I got Francis Howell Central at Francis Howell North Girls Game. Gotcha. It was a big one. I did the girls game with Howell Central and uh, Zoomy North last week. Last week, yeah. So I'll be at back here again. So yeah, I just I'll be at games almost. Well, you know nightly. what I mean. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you the energy. And I mean, for you to come to my house on a night like tonight without business you are um, just tells me the kind of person you are and uh, we're thankful to have you in this in the I high really, school setting I really appreciate you having me over this has been a lot of fun I thank really you. enjoyed it tonight thank you so much so this is Chuck Aust- Earl Austin and Luke